truth is, I am Iron Man. Lieutenant Dan! Inconceivable! I got a bad feeling about this. Hi, welcome to Flicks and Clicks. This is uh, Keelan Cienfuegos, and today I'm joined by... Bill. What? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Micah. And I'm Sam. And today, we are going to be talking about The Last of Us 2. We talked about uh, wanting to talk about this a while ago, and so here we are. Uh, Yeah, this is going to be a big episode. Lots to talk talk about. This is a, a very, very big game. Uh, so yeah, what I want to do first before we dive into spoilers, um, which most of this podcast will have spoilers in there, but, um, I just, I just want to get from you guys what your initial reactions were to the game. Uh, again, no spoilers, but maybe just what you thought of, uh, like the gameplay, uh, and other non-story moments. Uh, yeah. I just, I just had a random thought. I was just, uh, this might this probably is impossible that would happen. I was imagining like some doofus just getting a PlayStation four and like the game's already loaded on it for some reason, maybe like they borrowed it from a friend and they didn't realize what the title was and they start playing this game and they're like, well, this is awesome, but it's so confusing. I don't get it at all. What's it referencing? <laughs> like they haven't played the first one. They don't know what's part two. They think like it's this <laughs> giant epic game. And they're so confused, but they're like telling all their friends about it. And they're like, yes, this is the second game. Yeah, that, that's all. It's, that came into my mind. So <laughs> what are your initial reactions? <laughs> we can edit that out and post. <laughs> or leave it, too. It'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam, I want you to go first. I want to know oh, you, okay. what you thought. Spoiler-free, of course. Okay. Like, really? Spoiler- yeah. Okay. Um, I think it is an excellent game. Um, I think there's many reasons for that, but I think if people, if the first game didn't exist and you just played this game, like somehow there was, there was enough in the game that you didn't like need to reference the first part. Like there already is, there's so many like cool characters, even if you didn't know what happened before you would say, wow, this game has amazing characterization. It rivals most TV shows and movies I've watched in the characterization. The graphics are off the chart. The story is amazing. Like if you come into it with zero expectations and even if you just played half the game, you'd be like, wow, that was amazing. I don't really, you know, even if you didn't finish it, it's just like an incredible game. There's too many good components to this game to just blatantly write it off as this is a terrible game. And any review, I can't quite get my mind around a total write off of the game. I understand you could think of all the different components and think, well, there's these good parts and these bad parts, but the bad parts outweigh the good parts but it's just there's too good of a story the characterization is too good the gameplay is too fun for you just to write off the game and for that reason it's just an excellent game anyway you, you cut it now there's plenty of ways to critique this game i think it opened itself up to critique quite easily just from some choices it made uh it's a long game not everyone likes long games there are times where it it dragged honestly it I think the the storytelling was a little lazy in, in that aspect. I, they weren't lazy about the way they did the game, but I think any any artistic project or any story it, it needs to be. It usually ends up a lot smaller than you originally plan it. Like you have all this content, and you work like if you're just writing a novel or you're you're 
even like writing an essay or something. You're going to have all this material if you're doing it right. And then you just figure out what's actually important. And I feel like maybe the success of the first game, the success of Naughty Dog just as a company or as a maker of games, they kind of gave themselves a blank check just to go crazy. And they, and they did. It's this massive, almost unparalleled ambitious story, at least for a a story like linear storyline. I haven't played a lot of games, but I imagine there's not too many games that are this ambitious at like a story, not like an RPG and open world type thing, but just one story. It's crazy. And there's so many specific things I could point out, but a quick reaction to it. It's an amazing game. There's so much, so many good things about it. So much to like. There's also a lot to not like that. That's more opinion, I guess. Micah. Yeah. Uh, there I, so I'm the type of person who likes to give entertainment a blank slate before I see it. Hmm. Um, I've been disappointed too many times because I've got really high expectations for things. I think just as a general rule of thumb in my life, I do that a lot. Like I'll have really high expectations for something and then it was like, okay. And I'm like, eh, and maybe it was actually great, but my expectations were so stinking high. It ruined it. Um, so I've, you know, as I've gotten older, not that I'm, you know, decrepit or anything but that i've gotten older the more the more uh i go through life the more i just realize like you just kind of need to not go with the flow but you know your expectations just need to be like you know what we're just gonna cross that bridge when we get there and i was very much that was really deep for a video game (laughs) but uh that's where i was with this um i didn't get it at launch um i actually waited to see what keelan said about it first um, before uh, getting it. And then Keelan and Sam actually started file sharing, and so they were both playing it. And so I started to feel left out. <laughs> um, and Keelan had said, you know, it's pretty brutal so far. Um, you know, maybe, you know, it would be a good idea if you waited, or, you know, I wouldn't. He, he basically said, like, I wouldn't um, blame you if you waited. And so I waited. Um, plus, I didn't really want to pay full price because I'm a little bit cheap like that um but well with certain things <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah sometimes with other things not so much um yeah so just from the first time i like booted the game up um to the very end I, it it was it changed for me like it wasn't like wow this is the best game ever all the time it wasn't like wow this is rough to play all the time but it was both of those sometimes Um, and the pacing was a little bit all over the place. Um, but to me, I, I really try to just put myself into a story if I trust who it is, who, who wrote it. And I trust Naughty Dog pretty well because I played a lot of Naughty Dog games back all the way to the original PlayStation. Um, and so, you know, I trust them to, to do a good story, especially, you know, like uncharted one through four were fantastic stories and that's the same also the last of us part one was fantastic as well um so i just trusted that they would you know do well that they would dig deep and that they would do something you know that no one was really thinking about 
And um, to a lot of people, I think that that went wrong. And a lot of people were like, had expectations or maybe they didn't. And they just really hated where this game went. Um, And we'll get into that later, I'm sure. But to me, because I went into it with like a blank slate, I was just kind of pleasantly enjoying whatever happened. And I'm not so invested in this that it's like my whole life. (laughs) So even if something in the story happened that I didn't like, I was like, okay, well, I remember Keelan, you had told me, and you told anybody, I think you might've said it on this show too, that you were like, look, if you're playing through The Last of Us right now and you're stopped at a part because you don't want to keep going, you have to finish the game. Trust me, play the whole thing. You have to finish it. Um, And I just remember, I thought that every time and was like, I just need to keep playing it. Um, But that being said, there was never a time that I didn't not, like, that I, I don't know. There was never a time where I was like, I'm not going to play this. And then your, your, you know, thought came into my mind. It was always like, wow, that's a pretty heavy game. I don't know if I should play it right now. I'm like, well, Keelan said I should finish it, so I just really want to finish it. Plus, at that point, you guys had already finished it and were, like, ready to talk about it. We'd, like, we'd like party up on PlayStation and all be playing different things and talking, and you guys would be like, yeah, I thought it was, oh, wait, Mike hasn't finished it, and then you'd stop. <laughs> so I'm really glad that I beat it. Um, it's probably not, like, one of my favorite games of all time, but I didn't hate it. And I probably liked it more than most people did. Um, but I, I think I'm in between camps where it comes to you hate it or you love it. I think I'm in between. I definitely don't hate it, though. <laughs> I'll say that. It seems like in all in many areas of American society, it's in the vogue to be very much for something or against something. Yeah. You so, either you're either with us or we're gonna murder you. So that's a little refreshing <laughs> to hear. <laughs> well, there you go. Just trying to be as refreshing as I can be. Mm. Just for you, Sam. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Keelan, what did you think, man? Uh yeah, I thinking back on when, when people would ask me uh while I was playing the game or um shortly after I, I beat it, it and they would ask if I would recommend it to someone uh it was hard for me to say whether or not i would recommend it because um like i mean like what sam was saying it's it's a gorgeous game in terms of like every aspect of of it uh writing uh graphics art direction sound the music um all of it is so well done and well made and again yeah the gameplay is super fun um but it's just it's a hard for me, it was a very hard game to uh, play through because things happen. You see these characters go through things that just, like, destroys them. Like, just really hard things emotionally that everyone has to go through. Um, I mean, if you've played the first game or even, have, I don't know, seen a trailer for any of these games, you understand that it's going to be a, a pretty dark and dismal game. Um, and I think Last of Us Part Two took the darkness of the first one and... and uh, tripled it um it it's yeah it's a it's a very uh dark game also it takes place in seattle which is cool but it rains a lot that's might seem a little trivial but if you spend all your time in the wet cold rain uh it kind of it kind of puts a damper on things Um, this game would have been different if it was in like arizona (laughs) honestly i mean (laughs) yeah 
totally. something that was that I enjoyed about the first game was that uh, even though it you know you you're killing zombies and killing people and everyone hates each other, um, it was very colorful. There's a lot of like green and yeah. you know, the wildlife. It was cool. Yeah, um, and True. this game has a little different twist to it. I think the first one's in the Rockies, right? And that's where they keep on going back to. In the second one, the wherever the the home base, the outpost that's out there, the town. Jacksonville or something. Yeah, Jackson's it's like something. It's not like the the West, but it's it's they, mountainous. The first really one sure is a is like a cross country trip. They go they go quite a few different places in the Yeah. What's the city from the first one? Chicago. Which city? Oh yeah, the where they initially start? I have yeah. no idea. There's that, a, it's a city. It's I don't like know the if they suburbs. name it. it. You can't really tell. Anyway. Is it like a real city? Do they? It they might have been. I don't know if they went all all out with real city until the second one, but but yeah. anyway. Do sorry, guys, Keelan. Do you guys know what the budget difference is between the two? Do they do they even share things like that for video games? Oh, I'm sure you could find it. Yeah. I don't know if they share it quite as readily as they do with. Uh, I'm just wondering movies, how much money they, in time they spent on the first one. Obviously, it was a very good game, but like. Yeah. You can just tell in the second one there's so much thought and so much work put into it. Now they have faster processors and whatever computers they're, mm-hmm. they're using to make the game. But So there's there's not a whole lot. I don't think Naughty Dog really talks about it a lot as far as budget goes. Um, but the most uh, first party, I guess AAA titles, not first party, but most AAA titles, big games that are released... And have marketing for and that kind of thing are in, anywhere between twenty million and a hundred million dollars, um, okay. Which is like a blockbuster movie, like really. Um, right. Even though games take a lot longer to make, sometimes, I guess it varies. Um, yeah, I don't know. But a lot of people say there is no actual numbers, but a lot of people said that The Last of Us Two was over a hundred million dollars to make. Um, but there's no, there's no data as far as i could tell in that short time that the last of us one had any data but i assume it's more in the second one anyway yeah gotcha Hmm. dang the last of us it's really it's hard for me to to conceptualize whether it lives up to the hype or not because there's obviously a lot of people if you just went off reactions then you'd be confused because a lot of people are are mad then some people are happy i don't when i was looking at reviews there's like critical reviews that say this is a masterpiece but i i don't i don't sense like the the fandom the hysteria from just your average joe and jane yeah (laughs) critics are saying this is amazing a lot of them are some of them are saying it's a mess it's kind of split like that from different reviews from different like gaming websites, but it, it wasn't like a knock it out of the park, maybe money wise. It was ambitious. Like it, it was so hyped that I'm glad that they like tried really, really hard and really went for it. They didn't play it safe. It sounds like from the little I've looked up about what the directors had to say about their vision and direction for it they really thought hard about it and this is where they thought the story should go and this was yeah they they feel really good about the product they put out even though they knew that some of the decisions would make people mad i think i agree with sam um 
I would think it, it probably doesn't live up to fans' hype, but maybe the critics, I think it probably does. Um, just because of, like Sam said, just, you know, the visuals, the sound, the character development, the storytelling, all that stuff, you know, whether you like what happened in the story or not, all that stuff is fantastic. And the the depth that it goes into in terms of characters and, like, even just levels, the depth of the levels is um really really fantastic and over the top um i mean when i heard that there was a last of us 2 i was like wait but the first game was like so complete i just didn't really know like what's the story it didn't really make sense to me like why would there be another story mm-hmm. what would what would happen to these two after that yeah i yeah i think it would do us best to just move into full spoilers uh, so we can actually talk about this game and our opinions on things. So if you're listening to this and you haven't played the game and you want to play the game or you want to, I don't know, watch a a playthrough of it or something, uh, turn off the podcast and uh, wait to listen (laughs) to this until after. Sorry, do you think we could tell someone, like, if someone asks, should I play this game? Like, we, we could have a quick and fast answer for that, though. Like, before uh, we get yeah. into spoilers, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you played, if you played the first game, yes, you need to play this game. Um, if you haven't, then no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that puts it in like a. If you like horror games, duh, a, sort of category, it's full of amazing moments and heartbreaking moments and terrifying moments. It's an amazing ride. Agreed. I would yeah. say yes, play it. If you own a PlayStation and you're a PlayStation person, I think this is a must-play. And I'm sure it's going to look incredible on next generation, so maybe just get it for that reason too, so you can experience the full splendor of PS5. The splendor. Are they going to remaster it for PS5? I'm sure they're going to. It came Gotta out so close so. to the, yeah, probably. the PS5. Yeah. Sorry, um, I kind of cut you off, Kale. I just want to make sure, like, people maybe, I don't know. Yeah, maybe no, that's, that's helpful fine. for someone if mm-hmm. they're still unsure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So, spoiler territory. Uh, there, prior to release, there was uh, some leaked uh, screenshots and I think a leaked cutscene um, from early on in the game where. Uh, I don't know why I'm trying to be so careful about this word and spoiler territory. Uh, Joel uh, dies uh, very early on in the game in a very uh, <laughs> brutal, <laughs> brutally, very brutal way. Yeah. Uh, not by a zombie. Yeah. Oh. And uh, I think that's what kind of started this whole fan backlash um, because people weren't, uh, they didn't have the full story because it was a leaked image from a game that had not released yet. Um, and the very fact that, you know, the main character from the first one ends up dead at some point, they were very upset. Um, and then since it happened so early on in the game, uh, a lot of people were probably pretty turned off by that and saying, what, you know, what's the point of playing the rest of the game if the main character from the first one is already gone? Um, uh, especially in such a terrible, uh, way um my so when i first saw that happen in this so let me let me break down what happens actually you're uh 
Joel is is uh, doing a patrol. The the people of Jacksonville uh, routinely do patrols around um, their city so that they can uh, clear out any infected that are around uh, and make sure uh, that their city is well protected. And during uh, this um, patrol, there's a big uh, snowstorm that happens, and you find out through you switch around who you play as. Uh, fairly frequently in the first couple hours um, from, I think you start with Joel, then you go to Ellie, then you go to a character named Abby, then you go back to Ellie, then to Joel or something like that. Um, and uh, you're in this patrol and the snowstorm is hitting. There's a lot of infected around and you're playing as Abby and she has a group of people and she's in the area. She's not part of Jacksonville as uh, a new character uh, with a new group of people. And they are, they're looking for someone. You don't really know why, um, but they think that this this person lives in Jacksonville. Um, I think it's just Jackson. Yeah, I think so. Oh, Jackson. Jacksonville is, Jackson. is a real place, right? Yeah. Florida. Oh. They're not in Florida. I think it's just Jackson. Yeah. Jackson. But okay. every time you say Jacksonville, I'm like, Florida? Sorry. <laughs> I think it's um. just Jackson. I think it's just that. I don't think it's a real place. It's just like what they named their safe haven was Jackson, I yeah. guess. It's gotcha. not a big deal. You're doing a good job, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, you're, you're playing as Abby and she gets, uh, overrun by zombies or excuse me, uh, infected and they are, uh, I mean, there's hundreds of them They're They're breaking down fences and it's, it's really tense and it's really cool. And you think she's about to die. Um, and then who is there to save the day? It's Joel and, uh, he, and Tommy, Joel and Tommy. That's right. Yeah. Yep. And he, he helps Abby up and Abby takes Joel and Tommy to, um, where her group is staying in like this abandoned lodged lodge um, for for safety through this the snowstorm um, and they get there and the people are like oh thank you for saving Abby you're so nice what's your name and uh, Joel says my name's Joel and this is Tommy and then you can see every other person in the lodge they kind of like give each other the side eye and there's just this silence and, and Joel's looking around. And he's like, you guys are, you guys are acting like you've heard of us or something. And, uh, then Abby pulls out a shotgun and shoots Joel in the leg. And they on, pin, on purpose, not on, accident <laughs> on purpose. And then they, <laughs> they pin him to a wall and they, um, tourniquet his leg so that he doesn't die. And then nice during or... this, <laughs> sorry, then Abby or not Abby, there's a lot of characters in this game. Then Ellie comes to to figure out what all the ruckus is about. She was nearby, and uh, yeah, she well, see- yeah, okay, but but all of this doesn't happen so fast, like you're saying it. Like it goes, and it and then they're like they shoot Joel in the leg, and he's like on the ground, and then it cuts, and then you play as Ellie for like two hours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, not yeah. two hours, but a while yeah. to like get all the way up there. So it's like the suspense is like difficult. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, and and Ellie gets to the lodge and they pin her down, and then Abby proceeds to beat Joel's head in with a golf club, um, right in front of Ellie, and Ellie's crying and begging uh, Abby to stop and for Joel to get up and do something, and it's really hard to watch because you spend so much time with this character in the first game, it's a character who you, uh, despite his actions, you you have a lot of sympathy for the guy, um. And he dies in a very, very, very horrific way. And my, my, like, my gut reaction was, I don't care how it happens, but 
uh, I'm going to end up killing this person for doing that. <laughs> like, right? I'm fired up. That's what's going to happen. Um, yeah, what, what was going through your guys' head when you were watching that scene? Because it's, it's hard to watch. It was difficult to watch for me. I I wasn't, like, mad, though. I, I also already knew that was going to happen. I remember <laughs> talking to Tyler about it, and he's like, hey, I we were talking about the game and mm-hmm. he was saying, did, he, did I, he spoil it for you big time? He said, I have a spoiler or he was saying certain people are not liking the game because there's this thing that happens. I'm like, Oh, what happens? <laughs> like, I, I don't really, I don't really care about spoilers so much in the game because if it's done well, it's still amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's not always true, but it, it sometimes it makes it better. But so I already knew it was going to happen. So I wasn't like, what? And it, it, I think it was good storytelling. It, it propelled the story forward in this arc that never stopped till the very end. It, it was, it's a great, like this actually began what, what was going to happen. This is the big impetus of the story to, to get it forward is the rising action is what they call it. in like story mapping. Mm-hmm. It drove it forward. I think it was good. It, it was difficult to watch though. Like even when she shot Joel with the shotgun, Abby shot, um, shot him. Like the graphics of his like leg, you can see his bone and his tendons, oh, and yeah. it's just like it's that just it makes it grisly. so much worse because you can just you can just oh it would be it, it's horrific to look at and you can tell it'd be incredibly painful and it's not just like blood that they plastered on there like you can see it and the tourniquet it's just like the whole scene's so well done it, it didn't make me mad but it was really hard to watch and then you kind of wonder yeah yeah that, that, that's it I'll let you say it. Yeah, I agree 100% with everything Sam just said. And I think at that point, I just, when I heard that there was a Last of Us 2 coming out and that Ellie was the main character that you play as, because they like kind of announced that, hey, you're going to play as Ellie, like most of the game. I was like, okay, sweet. I I was fine with that um, because I think Joel is a great character, but I think Ellie was more interesting to me. Hmm. as the character who's immune like i want to play as a character who's immune in a an apocalypse i don't really want to play as this old guy (laughs) (laughs) i mean again the old guy was who you connected to because you saw his you know his daughter get stripped from him at the very beginning um but that's kind of what i thought um (laughs) that's kind of what i thought of um at the beginning before i played it and so that being said, I just, I loved the story of the first game so much that when it ended and then I heard there was a second game coming out, I was like, like I said earlier, like, what are they going to do? Like, I don't really want to just wander around as Ellie and Joel for a while. You know, like, I just don't really want to do that anymore. Like, I've done that for a very, very long time. If they do it again, it's just going to feel like the same game. What are they going through? Oh, we got to get food for our people. Like, that sounds kind of lame. Um, so that being said, I was that part didn't make me not want to play at all. That part made me like, oh gosh, I need to play because Naughty Dog is like, you better play this game because we're going to do whatever the heck we want with it. And I was fine with that. Um, I didn't have expectations to play as Joel the whole time. I was fine not playing as him. I just hoped that it felt um, fluid in gameplay and it was even more fluid than the first game. Um, So that part in particular... I was just, it just made me thirsty for more story. Yeah, it, it was def Yeah. I, I agree with that as well. Um, 
I'm looking. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at my notes right now, and it's just a hodgepodge of different it's a lot. thoughts. And yeah, my notes are a little bit all over the place too. I had a thought for something else from that. Let me think. <laughs> <laughs> now I just forgot it. The um, way that they can do snow in video games now is so impressive. Oh yeah, it's yeah, crazy. It's really good. This game is is kind of about the the cycle of violence um, and how. Uh, one violent action leads to another, which leads to another, and it's it's, it's yeah, it's just a cycle that uh, is really hard to break. Um, and so anger after- leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. Exactly. Yeah, that what what happens to Joel sets Ellie off on this journey to um, exact her revenge on Abby and uh, the crew that was there with her. Um, and she literally like stops at nothing to kill this person. Um, and it's like Taken style. I will find you and I will kill you. Yes, I've never <laughs> seen the movie. Oh, um, it's worth it, it's worth one watch. I'd okay. say okay, just one. Do you? I, I something just came to mind where you're talking about when you were talking about the cycle of violence never ends. Mm-hmm. Do you think a game, and maybe this is one of those games? Do you think a game can be too realistic? There's probably, there's too many. And what I mean by that is there's so many times in life where probably this has happened, uh, whether like on the frontier where there's warring families, like in the settlement of the United States where they just bickered back and forth, kept on killing each other and they didn't eventually reconcile. They just eventually just died out. Like how many times that happened in real life? But usually in a story you might have that happens. And at the end there's some sort of redemptive act or some sort of turning where they learn something. Mm-hmm. And you're just waiting, and you're waiting, and you just never get it. I I don't think there can be too many. This is kind of, maybe this is getting too far to the end, but the cycle of violence, I want it to be broken up. Of, and it sort of does, but it's just like way too late. Like way, way too late. That's The, the more I've been thinking about this game, the more I'm like, I really wish that the, on the scale of depressing to too optimistic, it was more towards the optimistic. It's like too much on the depressing side. And I like sad stories. <laughs> I, I, I like dark stories. Yeah. See, here's, here's the thing why I don't have a problem with it being more on the revenge hatred side. It's, it's the apocalypse. And to me, because of that, it's almost like, because I put myself into a story so much, I'm thinking like, I don't know if I would do this any differently. The world is 100% different. It's completely different. It's like a different freaking planet. And so to me, oh, like, like the apocalyptic world, the apocalyptic yeah, world, okay. the apocalyptic world where everything out there is trying to murder you, whether it's another person or it's an infected who's like plant head who just wants to eat your body. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of black and white is their world. There's no let's go to the movies. There's no let's go pick flowers and give it to mom. It's like mm-hmm. let's go pick flowers and give it to mom. But while we're doing that, we got to make sure we don't get killed by someone who wants to eat me. Right. Um, and because of that, I, it's in my mind, it kind of gets a free pass <laughs> to do whatever. But do you... I mean, you don't have to want a, a Last of Us 3, but if if there was one and it had the same sort of depressing 
ending after ending where it kept on setting up maybe a redemptive moment and then kept on squashing it. I, I don't really want to play that again. That's true. I feel that. Yeah. But, I guess I can only take two games of it, <laughs> not three. But I, I didn't feel that way after the first one. Do you think it's the same sort of feeling after the first one? No. Somewhat. It's different. You're yeah. right. What do you think, Keelan? Yeah, well, I, I think I might have interpreted the ending a little different than, than you guys. Okay. I think there there is a uh, a little bit of a redemption for for Ellie. Um, it, there is, it's, yeah. you know, at the cost of everything she loves uh so she's left with nothing um but i think yeah. she she um and we'll we'll go into more detail i think later on about what happens in the ending but i think she she does regain some of her um humanity back at by the end and she she learns to uh i guess let go um which i think is a big step in her redemptive arc uh i mean that's in know all gonna happen afterwards i don't know if there's gonna be a third one uh but i think she is on a on a redemptive path now um at the end of this game um but it it comes at a tremendous cost for for her yeah let's just say if there was a third game i'd buy it right now (laughs) Um, i'd play it right now yeah well (laughs) you're like i wouldn't buy it but i'd play it (laughs) well that's that's the other thing is i i don't know if i will ever play play i mean i'm sure i'm probably gonna play this game again at some point um with uh yeah with the last of us part one i never had that thought of not wanting to play it again i'm pretty sure i played through it uh three or four times since it came out i played through it on the hardest difficulty and enjoyed it like that's yeah that's how much i wanted to keep playing last of us one it's different with this one no you're right yeah but i mean that being said i am planning on platinuming this game so (laughs) i'm definitely gonna play it at least one more time yeah, I I tend to keep games installed on my PlayStation if I I really enjoy them. Uh, like hmm. one uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, I think has never really left my PlayStation. Yeah, I, it, that's I, it, it one of those games there. you always go back. Yeah, just it could be on my back every once in a while on my hard drive for you know uh, a year without me playing it, and then I'll still feel bad if I like uninstall because like oh I'm gonna want to <laughs> play it tomorrow or something. Um, yeah. I, and you probably will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uninstalled Last of Us 2 uh, like a month ago or something, and I I just didn't really feel that. I mean, it's a that, big game, so like, I'm, if I want to play it again, I'm going to have to download the whole thing. It's going to take a while and all that stuff, but I, I, I just don't see myself playing it anytime soon again. Yeah. Um, but Yeah, the game I played after Last of Us 2 was God of War. I was like, I want another third person adventure that's fantastic but i i don't really want the heaviness of this game right now right right yet you know mm-hmm. and yeah. so i was like i mean god of war is still very heavy but it's a lot more lighthearted in a lot of ways than this mm-hmm. game is this game's zero lighthearted like like it's level zero right um yeah can we talk about the transition from ellie to playing abby because i feel like that's another watershed moment oh, absolutely that yeah that's a lot to do with gameplay and theme and kind of how the game has been received mm-hmm. like, do you guys like abby first of all what do you guys think of abby how do you like so, playing as her i want to go back to when abby kills joel um in that moment i feel like 95 percent of all gamers were like i have to kill this person this is horrible. She killed the character from number one. I have to kill this person. My thought was, I wonder what her motivation was. 
my thought was she must have had a good reason because it's a post-apocalyptic world. She can't just, she's not just evil. She's also in the post-apocalyptic world. As far as I know, the people who are just evil have probably been eaten by zombies by now. The people who are just trying to survive are the people who are still around. So in my mind, it was like, she's just trying to survive. I wonder what Joel did to her. Yeah. Because there's a lot about Joel's past we didn't know. And that was kind of something that they alluded to several times in the first one. So Mm -hmm. for me, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, wow, I really hate Abby. I don't want to play as Abby. Yeah. It was more like, it was more like, I don't want to not play as Ellie. Because playing as Ellie is a lot of fun. Because she's a lot smaller than Joel. You can do a lot more sneaking with Ellie. Um, she's got a knife, so she can all. You don't have to. Sh- you don't have to have a shiv to to knife somebody. So that's really nice. Like just that little thing. Then again, I when Abby came on screen and I knew I was going to play as Abby. I had also looked at the level list beforehand, which isn't good. So I knew <laughs> that they went back to Seattle day one, two, three again. And so I was like, okay, I know I'm going to replay that, but I thought I was going to replay it as Jesse because. Mm-hmm. Jesse meets up with Ab- with Ellie right before you play as Abby. And so I was like, oh, I, I bet I'm going to play as Jesse. That'll be cool, you know, to see his – I wonder if he meets up with Tommy. You know what I mean? I thought that was going to be like Tommy's backstory and Jesse's backstory, how they got there. But then, no, you play as Abby, the person that you're trying to go kill. Um, so I was like, no, nah, I, I just don't really want to play as this chick who is buffer than I am. Yeah, when I uh, – yeah, it was hard because the – the beginning part when when Ellie and and Dina get to Seattle, um, it just progressively gets sadder and sadder, and you get to see Ellie become more and more obsessed with this idea of killing Abby, and you see her do a lot of terrible things to people, um, and it it like gets worse every time she does something. Like it's she's just slipping further and further away from um, who you learned to like care for in the first one like she was a super optimistic funny uh kid and now she's grown up and she hates everything and all she wants to do is kill um and uh by the time you switch to abby i was a little ready for a break from ellie because it was it for me it was just so hard to keep doing that and see her do all these terrible things um i still was not a fan of uh abby as a character because i didn't know who she was you get a, like a brief glimpse of her and it's her killing Joel. Um, and yeah, for a game that's number two in the, in the franchise, you don't expect to play as somebody new. Yeah. 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 And, and I remember for the first, I thought it was going to be a really short section where you play as Abby. Um, <laughs> and it kept going and I was like half the game. <laughs> yeah. At, at first I was like, Oh man, they're going to make, they're going to try to get me to care for this person and all, you know, uh, Manny, there's a character named Manny who's, who's one of my favorite characters in the game, but in the beginning he spits on Joel after Abby kills. No, it does. Yeah, I forgot that. He's like you. Oh man, you just think these people are terrible, or at least Freaking I did. Manny. And then you you play as Abby and you meet all these people and you realize that they have. Uh, I still don't think they were justified in killing Joel, but it's definitely way more understandable going through half the game and learning about what happened and why they did what they did um and i by the end of it i was on abby's side more than i was on ellie's side um it did take a little bit but uh yeah that's where i was at what about you sam 
Um, yeah, I I think I was getting a little tired of playing Ellie as well because I think Ellie's characters, if they would have kept on playing as Ellie, you kind of alluded to this, it, it would have gotten boring because I think her character got a little flat because she was so motivated by this revenge and just so sinking down and down and down that I, I, I ceased to like identify with her or, you know, I totally. Yeah. And so Abby was this, at first I was the same way too, as it was what you were saying. Great. Somebody else who brutally murders people. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, that too, but I, I didn't really want to play as her. I, I, and I knew that Naughty Dog was going to try to make me like the character, like you're going to say, and I didn't expect them to succeed so <laughs> crazily yeah. as they did. Like, I I loved Abby by the end. Abby is amazing. I, all the way to the very end, I identified with Abby, understood where she was coming from, even though she made some stupid decisions. I really, I, I really understood her and really appreciated her. Whereas Ellie by the end, even when it, it kind of switches again. You start to feel for Ellie by the end because, but towards the middle of Abby's story arc, you're like, Ellie's stupid. Ellie's terrible. <laughs> what a jerk. Yeah. And even by the end of Ellie's arc, before you play as Abby, you're like, Oh, Ellie's just gone crazy. And by the end, you're kind of like, okay, I can see how they're both have these motivations. Mm-hmm. I still didn't really like Ellie that much. And I really liked Abby. Like they, they totally switched where it was just very skillfully done. Yeah. Even though there's these weird pacing issues at the end, I still Abby's character is amazing. One of my favorite characters I've played as in a video game. Okay. I I watched this review of this guy who really hated it on YouTube. And his he said that Naughty Dog manipulated him and like killed off his favorite character and then tried to manipulate him into liking some, some other character. Um, and, and I think like he, he said he felt manipulated to hate Abby, like that they're trying to just make me hate Abby. And to me, I was like, yeah, but why do you hate that? Like, I just didn't really get it. He, he just seemed, I just, Okay, so I've watched quite a few reviews, and the people who liked it enjoyed it because of all the things that we've said already. Like the you know just the the way the game is made is very 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 well done, and they liked it because of that. And the story they didn't mind. You know, it's not everyone's favorite story. I don't think it's anybody's favorite story. It's difficult, um, but I think the people that don't like it are just sad like not sad but like they're just pissed (laughs) they're just like haters gonna hate kind of a deal like they didn't like where the first plot twist happened where you killed off joel and they just started just just decided to pick apart everything at the very end towards the end and just were like i hated it yeah it's too much like the first game nothing new all you can do is jump that you couldn't do in the first game (laughs) and you play as this jacked girl and nobody cares about her and it's just it's just you you know everyone there's just too much hatred in the game it's not realistic and i'm again i'm like they're in a post-apocalyptic world man it's different it's way different yeah and there's a whole game's worth of backstory to give you that and and what it's like and so 
you know, uh, you know, it's not my favorite game, but I, to the people who really don't like it, I've watched quite a few reviews on people who don't like it and all of their reasons that they don't like it aren't, well, the, the gameplay was a little bit rough and sometimes the music, you know, cut out and sometimes, uh, you know, it's, if you don't like the story of a game, that's fine. But like, you don't have to like blindly, you know, dis, you know, just discard everything else about the game that was very clearly very well done. <laughs> so I think most people who didn't like the story gave it, just thought every, every part of it was the worst. And that to me, that doesn't make sense. It's like, if you don't like the story, fine, you don't have to play it again, but you gotta be like, that was really well done though. <laughs> and none of them do that. <laughs> They're all like, I hated it. And it was poorly made, yeah. which is just not true. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we've been talking a lot about how dark and depressing this game is, but it does have some some good moments. One of my favorite, uh, I think my favorite moment in both Last of Us and Last of Us Part Two comes from this game, and it comes in the form of a flashback. Um, when you play as a younger Ellie uh, on her birthday, uh, and Joel surprises her with a trip to a museum, and you spend a while just... Uh, hanging out and you get to see that little spark of uh, joy that is I guess uh, non-existent in present time Ellie uh, in this little flashback and uh, she's climbing dinosaurs and she's having this great time and there's this moment towards the end which is such a such a beautiful uh, character moment where uh, they they go into it's either the it's like a replica of the Apollo 11 shuttle or something like that uh, a space shuttle um and joel found a audio recording of the apollo 11 launch and uh ellie's you know thinks astronauts are so cool and she's always wanted to be one and stuff um and so she puts on they they climb into this shuttle and they sit down and then she puts on a, a space helmet and puts the headphones in and she listens to it and she closes her eyes and you can see uh as the as the the people in the recording are you know okay they're gonna take off five four all that stuff um you can see her like imagining that she's there and like it's almost as if the the shuttle is shaking and that you can see the fire and the lights shine through the windows and it, it's so cool um I'm pretty sure there's even a moment where it looks like things like they're in space and there's no gravity and things are like kind of floating around. It's all in her head, obviously, but um, there are little moments like that that I think they're always in the form of flashbacks, at least that I've really liked. Um, that are uh, that show uh, the hope and optimism that can hopefully still be found by the end of the story. But um, yeah, I really yeah. love those moments. The flashbacks, I think, were really well done, but I was so focused on finding out what Abby's motivation was and trying to figure, trying to finish the game that the flashbacks to me were kind of frustrating. Mm. Um, and it, it, that that was one of the biggest reasons why I thought it was the pacing was all over the place because something crazy would happen, and then you'd do a flashback for like an hour that was like really lighthearted, and I was like, ah. Um, it, to me, it was like just get through the flashback. Gotcha. Um, cause I didn't really, again, I looking back on it, I loved what happened in the flashbacks. Now that I know what happens at the end of the story, when I play through it again, I'll probably enjoy the flashbacks more. But at the time for me, I was like, 
man, I just want to get through this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something I want to say too, before we get more, a little bit, you know, more on the lighthearted side, which, you know, there's not much, but is there's a lot of games that have gore and like grisly moments where you sort of just laugh it off. Like, I don't know. I like Assassin's Creed. When you murder someone in Assassin's Creed, you're like, yeah, sucker. You know what I mean? You're like, uh, boom. Uh huh. Sometimes it's a little bit funny because the <laughs> graphics are funky. And you're just kind of like, Oh, that was kind of funny. <laughs> None of the death in this game is funny hmm. at all. It's all just brutal. That to me is like, that's huge for a video game to be able to make death not normal. Like it's normal in this game because it happens a lot, but it's not because it's a video game. It's because it's a post-apocalyptic world. And so even when you're playing as Ellie and you're like, like you said, Keelan, she's just like killing people. I was like, oh my gosh. Ah, you know what I mean? I wasn't just like, oh, it's just a video game. I'm just going to kill everybody. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, we just got to get, you know, when there's infected, you're like, yeah, just kill them all. But it's so different when it's like real people because again, everyone's got their own motivation. Everyone is in the post-apocalyptic world. Like, why are you killing each other? Why don't you just try not to die because all the infected are coming after you? Mm -hmm. You know? Anyway, that was kind of a big tangent, but. No, yeah. Uh, They they drive that home by giving all the characters names. Not characters. Well, the characters all have names, obviously, but all the, um, like, random people that you kill, they all have names. Their dogs all have names. Uh, yeah, totally. And yeah. you you kill a dog, they cry for their dog. You kill a person, the dog goes over and cries for their master that you just killed. You, you know, it's just... It's... Yeah, it's just, yeah, dark. And they're... they're it's not like you shoot them in the leg and they automatically die because their health bar hit zero or whatever. You shoot them in the leg and they will bleed out and they'll be like rolling on the ground crying because you just shot them and it's terrible. Yeah. And yeah, something that uh, you know was kind of a, a critique of the the first game was that when you go to save Ellie and you kill all those people, um, the player you don't have a choice. You have to you have to be pulling the trigger. You have, you can't just like walk past or sneak past them. You have to kill all of them, or else the story won't progress. And same thing with this game. It's telling a very specific story. It's telling a story that the the writers want to tell, and that means you have to go and do all this. You can sneak past some people, sure, but it, I mean it's ah uh, yeah. It's there's a lot of killing. <laughs> um. So in terms of flashbacks and playing as two different characters, um, I th- I felt like. I feel like a lot of people think like, oh, they were just trying to manipulate me into, into liking Abby. I think that's true, but I think it's deeper than that. I think it's the game is trying to teach you that Abby and Ellie are the same. Like they're exactly the same. They're going through the same thing. They're both in a zombie world and they've both lost people. And towards the end of the game, you're kind of just thinking as both of them, because you've played both of them for a long time. You're just kind of thinking, why are they doing this? Just, go home (laughs) and to me that's masterful storytelling um you know the motivations are hard because it's all just like rage and aggression and uh what's the word revenge um but because of that because of like just the way that they made the characters seem so similar you play as flashbacks and both flashbacks for both girls say three years ago so it's like the same time. This is what they were doing three years ago. And they're 
finding cool aquariums and finding, you know, Ellie finds a T-Rex uh, statue and Abby finds a, a whale statue and Ellie jumps off of the thing into the water and Abby jumps off of a, um, uh, Ferris wheel. you know, a ferret, yeah, a Ferris wheel into the water. Like it's the exact same thing. You, pl- you play the exact same level as a different character. Yeah. Um, and to me, although I just wanted to get back to the present day, I was like, man, they're really just trying to tell you like, these are the same. These ladies are exactly the same. And to me, that wasn't like a, oh my gosh, I'm being manipulated. It was like, a, I really want to know what happens at the end motivation to keep playing. Um, so I just, what you said, Keelan, about like, if you, you know, don't want to play this game and you just feel like you should stop, just play the whole thing. Maybe I only thought that a couple of times towards the beginning. And then when you started to play as Abby, but after that, and I started enjoying playing as Abby, I was all in and was mm-hmm. like, I have to finish it today, even though it took me a while because there's a lot of gameplay still. But yeah, I was just, it's, yeah, I believe this is the most finished game in PlayStation history. Yes. Um, I was reading that too. Since they started doing statistics for, you know, knowing who finishes games or not. Wow. But as far as I know, it's like over 60% or it might be over 70% of people who played the game for the first time beat it, um, which is the highest ever as far as I know. Yeah. And I think, I think they said number two was a, a, a game like two and three, I think were like Ghost of Tsushima and God of War or something like that as far as PlayStation goes. I know God of War was in there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty high. I don't remember the number was exactly either. Yeah, so I thought that was, I so, that I mean, was cool. So everyone wa- took your advice, Keelan. They finished it. <laughs> the game wasn't... <laughs> people finished the game. There's enough in there that even if you didn't like it very much, which sounds like a lot of people didn't like it very much, they finished it. So True. It says something. It's a long game to just finish because you want to finish it. I feel like you could have stopped it by then. Yeah. So Abby and Allie... Abby... Uh, Ellie and Ellie, Abby and Abby, Abby and Ellie are the same person. They're just going different ways. Abby is like on this revenge path from the beginning, takes her revenge. And then from there sort of becomes more lighthearted and more open to changing and helping people. Whereas Ellie starts out, you know, sort of not really like helping people, but like starts out as just like an innocent type person. And then just goes further and further downhill. Um, and so they're, you're really, they're, they're switched in terms yeah. of their trajectories. Yeah, Abby just seems like a healthier person, even though she was on this big revenge path too. And obviously that takes a toll on someone. All their friendships were very wholesome for the most part. And she had that relationship with the boyfriend, obviously had its ups and downs. But mm-hmm. there was just a lot of characters that, in her life that were really good for her. Whereas Ellie, even when she was healthy, was didn't really have that many friends. Her her parents died when she was young, right? I forget her complete backstory, but she was kind of messed up from the very start where Abby had like this, Abby had a good family situation and then it got torn away from her. And that's what motivated her, her revenge. Whereas all this crap had happened to, Ellie before she even got to the moment where she needed to have revenge. It's kind of, it's kind of unfair to Ellie. If Ellie had like a good family situation growing up, you think she'd have a little bit more 
ways to balance her emotions, but she obviously is. She she up to this point in the story, she has never learned how to properly deal with her emotional state. She's just she doesn't know how. She never learned. She never really had a good example. Joel's not a good example. No, not at all. But Abby has all these good people around her. I just feel sad for Ellie. Yeah, and to me, I think a lot of a lot of people like Joel because he's not perfect in any stretch. He does things that are wrong, and he does it for reasons he thinks are right. Um, and that makes him very, very relatable. Um, and for that to be your protagonist, for that to be the person that Ellie looks up to, you know, it's sketchy. Yeah. No, <laughs> really? Yeah, it's, no. Yeah. Yeah. I what totally she's supposed agree. To do. She, the people that she cares most about have made some suspect decisions. Just like most everyone in the post-apocalyptic world, honestly. <laughs> Again, I keep going yeah. back to that. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I really think it's just different. I agree. I just don't want to watch that every day. I want to have some more <laughs> redemptive stories. Yeah. You know, no, I'm with you. It's a yeah. it's a hard it's a hard play for sure. I haven't really watched that many post apocalyptic t- like I didn't watch Walking Dead or those sorts of things. So I don't know. Maybe this is the norm. Is this is this darker than your average zombie TV show? Or it feels like it. I would say this is yeah. It deals with. Uh, I would say the especially in this one the 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 whole infected uh story uh is like a non-factor it's all about the the human stories and the the, like the the stuff that's happening to these people um internally i mean the zombies are or the infected are there to like add uh suspense to certain certain areas but i mean what, at least from what I what I remember most is you know the the fighting with the seraphites and the fighting with the WLF and the the character interactions which um, I guess could be said no I would say the first last of us part one has uh, they put a little more weight onto the infected just because the whole storyline is about finding a cure and stuff um, I thought that would come into play I thought that's they would try to Ellie would try at some point to use her immunity or that that would at least to save people yeah yeah did that even ever come up like there was never a thought that i need to go find a doctor some sort of doctor that could figure out how to but yeah yeah nothing new the only time they brought it up was when it was a flashback or you know people talking about it in the past i guess that would have been the same storyline over again so they just but still, it's, it's kind of funny that she never talks about it. They could have had some sort of way to justify it. She, she talks to Dina about it for a little bit. Um, okay. When when Dina uh, reveals that she's pregnant. Um, yeah. What do you guys think about that relationship? I, I don't... I'm not really convinced by it. I don't think it's a very engaging one. I don't think... I, I don't think it's something that Ellie can do um, when she's so con- so consumed by... Right. Whatever it is, she can't really be with somebody. And I think because of that, it makes their relationship weird. Okay, that could be it. But I feel like even in Jackson, when not that many things had happened, I still wasn't... It didn't seem like a very rich, full relationship to me. It was just kind of starting. Yeah, yeah too. That's, that's true. That's true. They I just friends, yeah. Some other things about people... Uh, talking about the game and how much they didn't like it or liked it. A lot of people don't talk about how the whole thing, a whole story happens over a three day period. 
Um, it seems like a lot longer because you play several hours of these days, but it's a three day game. The whole yeah. thing happens in three days, which if you think about it for these ladies to be, you know, going through all this stuff, there's no time. They're not in their, you know, home base where they can rest and think about what's going on. They're just like to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Try not to die. Try not to die. Get two hours of sleep. Go back out where it's raining. Try not to die for three days straight. Mm -hmm. And that to me plays more into like, okay, it makes sense that they're just kind of like acting on impulse all the time because they're exhausted. It's a post-apocalyptic and it's only been, you know, a day really since they found out what's going on. And so some people who are like, I just don't get how Ellie's just so consumed with revenge and da da da. It's because she just found out that her father figure died two days ago. Two days ago. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah. And even though it might seem like months to us when we're playing the game because it's a long game, like, it's only two days in her Is it really story only two days from the death? Don't they travel across country for a long time? What's no, the time? It's a, it's a three day period, isn't it? Uh, once they get to no. Seattle, it's, it's three days. Three days until they okay. Leave so it Seattle. might have taken them a little bit longer, a few weeks maybe. Yeah, probably. They a few were traveling weeks. along I five for a while, right? Okay, I guess that's a little different. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not like it's not like months and months. No, it's like within a month, right? You're right. It's yeah. still fresh. Yeah, it's still t- yeah. You don't expect someone even in a couple of weeks. To and I don't get expect and I don't expect Naughty Dog to to tell us all this exposition. We're smart enough to figure it out ourselves. We're smart enough to go, man. Like they're still dealing with this, and without Naughty Dog saying you know, writing it for Ellie, Ellie says, I'm still dealing with this. Like we don't have to, you know yeah. what I mean? We can, we know because we just watched what happened. We can, right. We're smart enough. I hope. But maybe that goes back to my question. Can a game be too realistic? Is it like, <laughs> you're right. It's realistic. Yeah. yeah. But I think the last of us can be. Yeah. Yeah. And you gotta, you times. gotta put it into perspective. I mean, like, it's not like she just found out that her father figured that she watched her father figure get beaten to death. With a golf yeah. club, no, yeah. I yeah, and like it, I, I yes, <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, and we do we do get a little uh, glimpse. So yes, in Seattle it's three days, but um, there's a little bit that happens after you leave Seattle. So when you're when you're in Seattle playing as Ellie, you basically kill all of Abby's friends, and then uh, true, and like then one the roles, by one, hunt them down, yeah, kill them all. Then the roles yeah. reverse, and you play as Abby for a while, and then you have a really cool storyline. I think <clears> that mimics uh last of us one a little bit where um you you find uh yara and lev who are seraphites who are the bad guys but they are they are outcasts because of excommunicated um, yeah um and that starts abby's like redemptive arc when she's um she had already killed joel so she's like past you know the the revenge stage and she's trying to rebuild uh her humanity a little bit and she finds it in helping out these um two people and um then after you play through abby's section abby and ellie meet for the first time since the uh the the night that joel dies and you you do this big fight and um they uh jesse dies uh tommy gets shot in the head um and and survives survives, yeah which you don't know until later but yeah and um ellie gets the crap beat out of her dina gets the crap beat out of her and um this is after abby already knows that ellie has killed all of her friends and she's about to kill dina and ellie says please stop she's pregnant and at this point 
Ellie has already killed one of Abby's friends who was pregnant. She didn't know she was pregnant at the time until after the fact, but then but then Abby is about to kill Dina, and the person who stops that is Lev, who is uh, uh, one of the Seraphites, and he says, Abby, this, like, this isn't you. I know you, and this is not it, and she spares Dina and Ellie, and she says, you better not see you around ever again. Um, and then you get a moment where Ellie and Dina return home, well, not to Jackson, but to a, a little ranch. Um, they have goats and sheep, and um, Dina gives birth to JJ, um, and they are, they're living, and you think that it's somewhat of a kind of happy life. The weather's good, there's sunsets, um, but you can uh, Ellie still has like these these night terrors and PTSD flashbacks. Yeah, there's no one no one infected around either. Yeah, yeah, and um, you realize that even though she has somewhat of a good life at this moment, she still can't let go of the fact that Abby is out there somewhere. Um, and I think the game should have ended there. I think that was the ending. They could have done maybe a little bit something more, a conversation between those two. And I think it would have been a great ending. I think that's where it needed to end. I, yeah, I don't. I, I know they did more after that. And they, they kind of made the story come more full circle. And it, it flashes back to the conversation that Ellie had with Joel. where she And that influences her sparing Abby at the end. I understand that. But I, I just think it's too much. The game just felt right to end where it was at that farmhouse. There, there was enough good things, and there was a there was a little bit of hope too. That I think it would have given people uh, a better taste in their mouth. That so sort many, of redemption type yeah. possibility that you were thinking of. So many terrible things happen. It's still nitty and gritty. Still post apocalyptic. They they still destroyed each other's lives, but they're still they're they're. And they're Ellie's, okay now, sorta. And Ellie's still messed up. Obviously, it's still affecting her. But you kind of think, well, this might she might still be all messed up, but but maybe she'll get through it eventually. Yeah, yeah. And she's got someone to go through it with now. Yeah, I think one of the, at least my my takeaway with it is that, um, in order for Ellie to get closure, it wasn't ever about getting or killing Abby or coming to terms with the fact that Abby killed Joel and just forgetting it, moving on from that. I think it was, it was all about her wanting to forgive Joel and not yeah. finding it in her heart. And the fact that Abby took that away from her, that ability to forgive him. Um, yeah. I think mm. that's, that's really where her, her uh, flashbacks came is because her, yeah, you know, one of wow. the people she cared about most, she watched, him die right in front of her and she never got to tell him that the last thing she said to him was maybe i'll forgive you Mm -hmm. someday yeah Yeah. but i can't right now and that's difficult yeah and it it wasn't until that final confrontation with with abby which that was a hard one too because abby's a, a really big strong girl and by the end she had been taken by um like these crazy slaver people and she's like half the size she once was and she she just looks like she's just as skinny as ellie now yeah, yeah. and um and just cut her hair and looks completely different yeah and when you when you finally find her down in santa barbara and you you have that fight uh on the beach um you have abby like in the water and you're about to drown her um and that's when you get that first flashback um that it's like a one second flashback of joel playing guitar 
Um, yeah. And it's like that's really powerful. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like the last yeah. time that she saw him like really in his element, which is playing guitar. That's like who he is at his heart. I think, um, even though he has done a whole lot of terrible things. Um, and that is enough for her to say, okay, I do forgive you. And she's, I think she's come to terms with the fact that she'll never be able to tell him that because he's dead. Um, and she knows that if I kill Abby, then Lev is just going to want to kill me once he grows up and it's going to be, he's going to be going down the same path I did. And I could be doing the same thing to love that I, that Abby did to me. And I think that yeah. is a little more for me. I, I find more closure in that than um, her just saying, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm done without having that um, moment to reconcile that. I guess it was still, that was a really hard boss fight to do because he didn't want either one of them because he didn't want to do it yeah yeah and it it was like yeah it was like the ending of last of us part one where you have to kill the doctors you don't want to but this one is even taken to a new height because you know both characters and it's right and it's kind of it's a little bit difficult but it's so sad because you have to use all the skills you've learned at like dodging and parrying Mm -hmm. to like (laughs) like i've trained for this the whole game just to kill this character this is that i've played for half the game yeah yeah also the part where abby and ellie find each other when Jesse gets shot, that part, when you're playing as Abby and you're like, your goal in the game is to beat up Ellie. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't want to do this. But like, if you don't, then it goes into the, that, those ending sequences where you die and then it goes back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, ah, you have to. Um, and so I guess that's manipulation, but that's a video. I mean, that's what video games are supposed to do. Right. Yeah. It's a story. Yeah, I, it's unique for video games, I guess, because you actually have to play the character. I kind of see both of you guys' perspective as far as the ending goes. Um, I think this game has four acts, whereas most stories should have three, right? There's the first yeah. act where the intro, the second act, that's the main thing. And then there's a third act where, you know, a different tone sets in and yeah. then you, you just kind of end it. The different tone, the act three was at the at the farm um, was when. Ellie and Dina are there with the baby and all that good stuff. And they're sitting on the tractor enjoying life and herding goats and that kind of thing. Then there's this weird fourth act that comes out of nowhere. And that whole hour where you're like searching for, uh, searching for Abby again, and you even like get a new weapon and stuff. Like I I enjoyed the new weapon, but like, I don't know. Like it was weird. It was weird. But again, Keelan, if they could have, if they could have had that closure that you were talking about at the end of act three, that probably would have been good. But I think act four was just too much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. I just wonder if they, they ran out. Of, I don't know. Maybe it was all purposeful. I wonder if they just ran out of time. I feel like that's the sort of thing that they could have like ironed out. And, and something I I've learned about stories. Someone told me this is that it's a good place for a story to end when, you know, it's towards the end of the game, obviously, or end of a book. And so, you know, all right, things have happened. There's some resolution, but it needs to, like the game or a movie or a story needs to end. And you, you just, you want it to go just a little bit longer. And at that point, I, I still wanted the game to go a little bit longer. Cause I didn't want it to end, but then fast forward an hour and a half of gameplay. I was ready for the game to end. Yeah. So I think I got past the point mm. in the story arc, like, all yeah. these cool things happen at the end. But at that point I wanted the game to end, but I, I like, I love that feeling when, Oh, I've done all these things and 
Oh, here's the resolution coming. No, don't end. Oh, credits. Okay. Wow. Let's talk about it. And now I had to wait another hour and a half. Right. Yeah. I yeah. definitely get that. Especially they, they introduce a whole new, uh, enemy faction and yeah. What the um, heck, man? Yeah. Yeah. It did seem like a, a weird, a weird addition. Um, yeah. I think my one of one the, the most powerful scene to me is when I think this is at the very end when she's playing Ellie's playing the guitar. Yeah, it is at the end. She's and she's missing her two fingers and she realizes she's been playing this song through the entire game or you have been playing this song and you can play it on the guitar with her touchpad, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. And it kind of represents it's almost her... like Guitar Hero, right? Almost that good. <laughs> yeah, you can plug in a Guitar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> And it represents her story arc and kind of harkens back to Joel and it's really awesome. And then it kind of represents her new family that she's made. And then at the end, she's missing the baby and what's the, what's the gal's name? Dina. 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 Is it, what's the baby's name? JJ. Dina and JJ. She's missing them and she's, and it's represented by the two fingers she's missing. So she can't play the song again and because she's missing two fingers he's like she's missing tries two people to, yeah and she's missing two people it's like so powerful and that, yeah. that was really good i think yeah. that's my favorite moment yeah even though yeah it happened to that late. moment at the end of act four and that stuff keelan that you're talking about that's the closure i loved that it's great yeah. but the end of act three to that part was like uh this is torture i don't want to play this right now yeah so if they could have found some way to do both endings there i don't know mm-hmm yeah, I think it was cool that, I mean, I don't know if cool is the right word, but Ellie at the very end is all alone, and she's realized that her, you know, her wrecking wrecking ball of a life, that she just goes and wrecks everything along the way, has come true. Like, she's realized, like, she's kind of said this a couple of times, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not a great person or whatever. Like, it, you know, she kind of alludes to that, and everyone's going to leave me sort of thing. These insecurities and it all comes true because of her bad choices that she made. Um, And I think it's kind of a, like you said, uh, uh, Sam, a little bit, maybe too realistic. Hmm. You know, I would be sort of interested in a smaller game, like a lot, not maybe not a last of us three, but like a, a lost legacy, like uncharted lost legacy type game where Ellie goes off and, has adventures in a completely new place with completely new people and it's more of just kind of a traditional story and no one knows her backstory and that's like the whole thing they just that would be kind of cool that would be really cool i'd play that for sure maybe like a five hour game six yeah. hour mm-hmm. well uncharted lost legacy was like two-thirds of an uncharted game it was long i think it was yeah um, as was long longer or longer than, than uncharted or 3 hours? i think uncharted 3 was a short was Dude, I haven't played Uncharted 3 in so long. That game's awesome. I just remember Uncharted. You like Uncharted 3? Yes. It's, oh, it's, my. I, no, it, it's it the worst one, one, hands down. Really? really? You think it's the worst one? I think 4 is the worst. Well, 1 is the worst. No, 1's better than 3. No way. Okay, Uncharted goes. Oh, <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait. We got to do... Okay, we all love Uncharted. Let's do an Uncharted episode okay. at some point. All right. And then you can... I'll get, I can shoot you down with my ideas. Okay. <laughs> and you can do the same to me. Yeah, you're wrong. But well, <laughs> well, okay, we'll see. Um, I, I, I think we've flushed out the story quite a bit. Um, what were some of your favorite moments in the game? Because there's a lot of really cool parts that are playable 
Um, for me, I can flush these out a little bit, but for me, it was the um, <laughs> giant meatball bad guy. That's the, like the just a, King. <laughs> a mashup of nasty zombies. That part was awesome. And the climbing through giant climbing into giant towers in Seattle where you couldn't see the ground was very cool where you play as a character who's afraid of heights. I thought that was a really, really fun part. And I'd play that like as fun as the train parts in uncharted two when you're on the train to me, it was as fun as that. Um, those were a couple of my favorite highlights. Um, Keelan, should we talk a little bit about, when you fight the what is it the rat king the rat king yeah, I think yeah. they don't say it in the story but yeah it's, I was looking that up because it's called the rat king and they wanted to have it in the first one actually but they I, just okay. never had a moment for I it I sort of called it didn't I Keelan yeah we were Keelan we were and I were party. partied up yeah he was playing something completely different and I, he was like where are you right now and I told him I'm like oh I'm in the hospital playing as Abby and like I was about to ask too I, when you said that I was about to be like oh did the did the thing happen but I didn't I was gonna yeah, wait but you didn't you were like, so what's happening right now? I was like, well, it's kind of a lull. I haven't really found any bad guys for a while. And it's really, I've started to get a, like a whole bunch of ammo. So I'm pretty sure I'm about to fight something big. Dude, I was talking to you too at that same time. Were you? You yeah. guys were both there. Oh, that's so funny. So I was like, I was like, yeah, man, I just don't know. And then like that part happened and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, oh, this is insane. And that whole part my heart i was probably pumping like 120 beats a minute that whole time like standing up and playing like oh it was holy smokes that was a blast that was that, pretty fun something i was not expecting at all it was just like it was a really fun break from the brutal story and it was just like a survival moment that was a total blast to play yeah. um i enjoyed that although i don't like boss battles that might have been one of my favorites I was reading they modeled the interaction between its little spawn that it makes and the, the big guy after the the two people you've the two enemies you fight in God of War. They're, one of them's like big and strong, and the other guy's like the little uh, fast guy that runs around. You remember that? It's kind of an open fight. The Magni Thor's sons. Yeah, Thor's Apparently sons, right? They, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it is yeah, Thor's sons. that was very similar. That's yeah, what they modeled right. it after. That was they, cool, huh? Dang. Those two characters were voiced by Troy Baker and Nolan North too. Are you serious? Yeah. Fun little tidbit. Wow. Only the two, is. Uh, uh, Joel and uh, Nathan Drake. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Also, Joel, the guy who did Joel, did Nathan Drake's brother in Uncharted 4. That's Troy Baker. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's there. That guy's really good. Both of them are fantastic voice actors. Troy yeah. Baker in particular. Yeah. Didn't Troy Baker also do um, uh, Infamous Second Son? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did Delson. Yeah, he's the, he's the main character, yeah. I think, also in Seattle. Yes. I think my favorite moment, or one of my favorite cool moments from the game was when Abby, right before Abby gets rescued by Joel and uh, Tommy, there's some really good cinematic yes, moments true. where you're... There, there's these moments in video games. Like I feel like every action video game has it where you have this running sequence where you'll be running from something and you have to kind of, you have to like look ahead and figure out where you're going to go next while you're sprinting. And then like another horde of something will come at you and then you have to quickly turn to the left and it's really unclear. And they're like, Oh, I went the wrong way. And then you like 
squeeze past, you know, a See, bad guy. You or... like those, but you don't like Uncharted Three. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> oh, there's other, there's other reasons I like Uncharted Three. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a really cool sequence, and it took me like twice to beat it, and it was kind of fun. And then there's this one moment where this she's going under this chain link fence, and the chain link fence is like at a forty five degree angle. Do you remember that? Yes. That was a super cool cinematic those were moment. Epic. Yeah, you're like, oh, she's in deep crap right now. She's not gonna get out of this. Yeah. And that, that was like a that was a very naughty dog type moment. There's games like moments from that. And this, that was yeah. kind of the first time that uh, Last of Us had done like a horde of zombies, wasn't it? They didn't really do that in the first game. Yeah, there was like fifty or sixty of them. Yeah, they're always kind of wandering around. Yeah, they're usually like here's a level where you have to fight six of them i like that they're sparing in that because it's kind of a cop-out to do that too much in video games it's like an easy thing to throw in Mm -hmm. so that when they do it sparingly so it's really cool when it happens yeah that That makes me kind of want to play days gone because i know that there's a big horde type deal in days gone yeah keelan did you play that game nope i i love i love sam whitworth he he's another phenomenal uh voice actor he plays the main what else has he done he did uh the force unleashed games and then he also oh, okay. did a lot of voice acting for Star Wars games or Clone. He he plays Darth Maul in Clone Wars and Rebels. Very um, cool. He's a very versatile. Is he actor. that guy who's also in Smallville? Is he the guy who who modeled the what the character looks like in Force Unleashed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's in Smallville. Oh, really? He plays a bad guy in the show Smallville. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that guy too. Um, wow. Sorry, that was kind of a random thing not anywhere about um, i'm excited to play days gone because i get it for free when i get my ps5 yep. um i mean free is kind of a relative thing because you have to have a playstation plus subscription and a ps5 so it's not really free but but you know, we all know you're covered in playstation plus so for a yeah while. that's true the- every time i see it on sale i buy a year and so i'm now now i'm good until 20 2022 so does the playstation plus collection not go f- on the ps4 nope what? I didn't know that. Only oh, really? PlayStation 5. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. And it's only PS4 games. That's funny. Uh, yep. Okay, so my... Talking about my favorite moments, they were the two I was going to talk about were the Rat King and the Skyscraper. Um, yeah. Because that, that was Agreed. one of the first moments where like I really felt connected with Abby because I hate heights. And they do the cool... Yeah. They, cool the, they, <laughs> they do the cool uh, like Vertigo effect, the like the dolly zoom or whatever. Um, when you look down and it makes everything seem really disorienting and it's really, really cool. Um, I, I want to, I think I talked about this last time we talked about last of us two on one of our earlier episodes. Um, but I think the first couple encounters with the Seraphites is really suspenseful because they all communicate with whistling and they all use like, yeah. And then you get shot. You're like, Oh gosh, Mm -hmm. with an arrow. And then because it's last of us, you physically have to push buttons to pull the arrow out. Yeah. It's like, oh, my, and your health's going down the whole time. You're like, ah. Wow. Yeah. And there's there's a moment that I never got. I don't know if you guys got this. I've only seen it um, in a video, but it would have made my list if I had played through it. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, it's early on in the game when you're in Seattle day one, I think. And it's just you and Dina, and you go into a, like a music shop or something, um, and you get to play take on me by aha on the guitar and i i did do that part you did do that yeah yep. i never experienced it i might have thought differently if i experienced it experienced it in game but i would like to think that it's cool because it was definitely cool yeah um did you do that part 
I don't think so. Doesn't. The only part I didn't search and search and search and search for more things and then move on when I knew I had everything else was Seattle. I didn't search everywhere in Seattle. That first like day one in Seattle where you can take your horse anywhere mm-hmm. with Dina and Ellie. I didn't do all of that. I did a lot of it, but I didn't do all of that. But I'm a very, when it comes to any game, I'm a very like search every stinking nook and cranny to get extra stuff kind of person. So Yeah. Oh, and one, one more thing that I thought was really cool. Um, the the battle for, I forget what the place, Haven, I think is what it's called. Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep, yeah. Um, where the Seraphite's <laughs> home base is like this, it's right underneath the Space Needle, which you never go up the Space Needle, which is a bit of a disappointment. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's a bunch mm-hmm. of like log cabins and stuff, and there stuff happens, you know, and there ends up being this huge battle, and you're trying to escape with Lev, you... Abby and Lev need to escape and you got two warring factions everything's burning it's raining there's thunder and just a bunch of chaos and you're escaping on this horse and it's really it's really cool um really intense and uh definitely the fire graphics were incredible yeah yeah that's the largest scale fight I think Naughty Dog has done too uh, this how many people like inter characters you could interact with at the same time there's one point where you're in a scenario or a situation where there's you're going from like cabin to cabin and there's like 30 people that are all shooting each other yeah and depending on how you interact with them different ones will die at different times mm-hmm. yeah so that cool. was it was crazy it was a lot of moving pieces it's, yeah. a, it's impressive they could do that on playstation 4 yeah. I expect I kind of expect that to be normalized in PlayStation Five, but like the way that they made it just seem so fluid was incredible. That was an amazing scene. Yeah, yeah. very cinematic. Um, yeah. Do you guys have any final thoughts? I wanna I wanna rate I wanna have all of us rate out of ten what we think this game is. Um, yeah, but if you have any I'm final thoughts before we do that, um, feel free to share. Um, I had one, but I can't remember it. So maybe mm. I'll think of it in about two seconds. Nice. That's a good point. <laughs> oh, I there it is. It took longer than two seconds. You can edit that out, right? <laughs> People are like checking, checking like, did it did turn it off? Is my phone not connected to the internet? Um, I enjoyed when you are playing as Abby and you are living in an quote-unquote apartment that's actually box seats in CenturyLink Field in Seattle. I loved that. I've been to CenturyLink Field. All three of us are from the Northwest, and I'm pretty sure we've all spent a, quite a bit of time in Seattle. We don't. None of us have lived in Seattle, I don't think, but like we've lived pretty close for a long time. So just seeing, and she looks to the right, and I was like, that's CenturyLink Field. Like That's how it's designed. That's actually it. I've been there. I've been in CenturyLink Field before. Like That's it. That's where their stronghold is in CenturyLink Field in downtown Seattle. Like, that's impressive. And then that level, you're like going around in a in a car. And I'm like, this is exactly what the outside of CenturyLink Field looks like with a bunch of overpasses going over you because it's a freeway and it's, you know, Seattle. I was like, that was so immersive and cool to me. I was like, I'm hanging out in Seattle in this video game. Been there before, but it's all. I thought that was <laughs> great. Yeah, so cool. That was really cool. Yeah. You know, like... uh um, infamous second son did Seattle but it was like a lame version of it that was kind of like okay there's a few landmarks but like 
it's not really but this was a lot felt a lot more like realistic seattle mm-hmm. plus it was raining so that that helps yeah oh man the water there there's one i think seattle day three there's a huge uh storm that hits and you spend some time there there's awesome rivers that run through the city streets that you have to traverse with a boat and it's really cool and there you have to go out into the ocean to try to get to one of the aquariums and it's just crazy uh all right well we'll start with uh micah what would you rate this game out of 10 um, I would probably give it, can we do like a number point something? Uh-huh. Yeah. There are no okay. rules. There's no, <laughs> no, what is it? What is it from Trail Luau? Uh, no something plus no rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was butchered. It was supposed to be funny, but also one of those moments where you go, what is he talking about? Because I'm pretty sure nobody's seen those videos. Um, Hey, 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 he's Trader Laos. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking That's about. That's okay. I think maybe only Keelan and Tyler are the only two other people who know exactly what I'm talking about. I think we we were the only ones who went down that very dark, scary, ridiculous YouTube hole. But um, I'm going to give it a 9.0, a solid 9. <laughs> I asked if, put- if we do points. <laughs> It's more precise than a nine. Hey, it's not a nine point one. Yeah, it's not an eight point nine. Okay, it's a nine point oh. So suck it. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine point oh. Um, I, it's just the way that the game is so stinking well done. Whether you hate the story or not, I just think it deserves a nine point oh. And I enjoyed the story and was okay with where they did with it. Um, you know, pacing issues, sure. Um brutality that's hard to play through sure and a fourth act that's a little weird but i think it doesn't bring it down much more than one point for me so 9.0 not (laughs) 9.1 sam (laughs) not pumpernickel billy i i was i wasn't thinking in points but i was thinking nine as well i i think that about it it needs to be up there there's so much that's good about it and i think there's some legitimate beefs we've had it and it's not just details around just like nitpicking there's some real problems mm-hmm. but it's a great game yeah an amazing game I, I give it a nine as well yeah i mean there's beefs with it but it's like super high quality beef right like like like, like tri-tip beef. steak yeah. yeah or wagyu yeah exactly yeah <laughs> what about you Kaylin? uh Kaylin. <laughs> <laughs> what about you Kaylin? all that with playstation hey. boys <laughs> yeah we're a bunch of playstation <laughs> boys. you always been a playstation boy <laughs> So have you. <laughs> uh, oh man, it's close to a ten for me. Um, really? Yeah, but the only reason that I'm not going to put it at a ten is because I think of other tens, and I the only one in recent memory is uh, God of War. And See, I, I would give, I would rate this lower than God of War. That's interesting. Hmm. No, God of War is higher than. This. That's what he's saying. Yeah, he he would. No, rate this sorry, game. I would rate God of War lower than Last of Us. Oh, 2. interesting. Oh wow. By a significant significant margin. I think. Wow. I think the only thing that's keeping uh, Last of Us Part Two from being up there with God of War, from for my personal taste, is the re- replayability, mm-hmm. and the fact that I don't have any. I mean, after talking about it, I have a little more of a desire to play through it again, but I probably won't. Um, but I do have God War queued up for a game to play through. 
and I you love probably it. won't because you have to re-download it, right? Yeah, it's going to take a lot of time. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Go back to God of War. It's worth it. Uh, Sam, Tyler, and I all have all been playing God of War again. I just platinumed it, and it was a blast. Nice. Yeah. So I, I would say Last of Us Part Two is probably like a nine four for me. Um, nice. I yeah. I mean, I have certain problems. Not. I I don't even know if I would say they were necessarily problems aside from the replayability factor um they it's hard for me to play through because it's so dark um but that's not their fault i mean that's the story they want wanted to tell um so i i feel like i shouldn't take points off for that um yeah and i think they succeeded in telling the story that they wanted to tell uh in an outstanding way and so yeah nine four for me nice um, really quick, Sam. What, what? Okay, what would you put God of War at then? <laughs> yeah, I'm curious too. Maybe like an eight. Okay. okay. I. What's I a ten? Some maybe I just need to shift Uncharted my whole one? scale up then. Uncharted uh, two. Uncharted two is like a nine point eight. Maybe it's that game's fantastic. That's, fair. that's fair. That's very fair. Yeah. I might. I might put Uncharted two at like a nine point nine. I freaking love that game. If I had to not do like point something, I would do Uncharted two ten, Last of Us two nine, Uncharted one a ten, God of War eight. Okay. Bruh, I'm so stoked for Thor Thor Ragnarok. No, that's already coming past. I'm excited for God of War Ragnarok. I'm really excited for Iron Man two. <laughs> <laughs> me me too. Me too, man. Yeah. I just didn't. It didn't even click in my mind. I'm like, oh, that should be pretty good. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen. Any so of okay, Iron Man wait a minute. So what about Uncharted Three? What's Uncharted Three for you, Sam? Like Uncharted a like 3? a six point five? Yeah, that sounds about right. Oh, wow, it's not a good game. Why? I think Uncharted Three is just as good as The Last of Us Two. Hot take. What? No, Last of Us Two or. Uh, Wait, which one? Last of Us Two, the game we just talked <laughs> no, about for an hour and a half. What the heck? That's like that's not even comparable. To be honest, <laughs> I I haven't played them in so long. I would have to look back at them to see why. But when I played it, I'm like, this is well below. This is like as good as Uncharted One. Uncharted One might be better. I I, I know it had to do with the pacing too. Like sure, the, the pacing's really important to me, I guess. And mm-hmm. I don't think there was. I didn't care about the characters as much. I didn't think the story was as engaging. And I thought they they obviously had amazing su- success with Uncharted 2. And then they just went crazy and didn't control their storytelling. And, like, the sets were so massive and they didn't need to be. And sometimes I would just get tired, like, mid-level. See, I think Uncharted 3... Okay, wow. We're going to do a whole episode on this, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I'll... I'll yeah. <laughs> I, I actually think that'll be a lot of fun to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, and stay tuned for the next episode of Pits and Tricks. Tricks are for kids. We really butchered this ending. <laughs> <end. laughs> the last 10 minutes. Licks and chips. <laughs> Longest outro ever. Here we go. Try, um, I'm going to stop the recording. Did you stop it yet? <laughs> oh, we still have it. Okay. I thought maybe if we was having a roast chicken one night or something.